Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how you can make progress on your bucket list. In a previous episode, I urged listeners to create something called a list of 100 dreams. This list, which was an exercise shared with me by career coach Caroline Siniza Levine, is a completely unedited list of anything you'd like to do or have more of in your life. It's basically a bucket list. That is, those things you want to do before you kick the bucket. But most people's bucket lists aren't that extensive. 100 items is a lot. The upside of going all the way to 100 is that you really have to think. You have to come back to the list again and again. And so you come up with dreams that are both big and small. The small ones, some of which could be done this weekend, can be incredibly motivating. But today's tip is not about the small ones. Today, we're going to talk about the big ones. I recently received an email from a listener who asked exactly how to tackle big, audacious goals. Let's say that your bucket list involves renovating a historic estate. Well, I applaud the ambition, but this is at best, a multi-year undertaking. Maybe it's a decades-long undertaking. So how do you keep from getting discouraged or feeling scattered, especially if your list also contains other big items, maybe such as scuba diving on the Great Barrier Reef, and by the way, you're not scuba licensed yet, and you should brush up on your swimming too. Or maybe your list includes writing an epic historical novel. It's a good question, but I do think it's possible to build some big, complicated dreams into life. There's both a systematic way to do this and something I'll call the serendipitous route. You can do both. First, the systematic. I encourage you to make your list of 100 dreams. Separate these dreams into categories. The first is those that are doable in a few hours. If you've always wanted to try SoulCycle or read The Great Gatsby or attend a production of Les Mis, well, basically, you need a couple hours on a Saturday. You can do this. The next category is those that will involve a few days or maybe a week or two. Most of your travel goals will actually go in here. They might require a fair amount of money, but in terms of time, a week or two is about where they land, even fairly involved ones. Your bike tour of the Loire Valley is not going to take more than two weeks because your legs will be too sore to go longer. Eating at French Laundry will likewise take some time to score your reservation and travel to California, but not that much time. Then, create a category of those goals that will be far more involved, but you do see a way to do. And finally, a category that's going to involve factors outside of your control. Revisit the list frequently. You can always choose one of the short ones to execute on. But in November or December of each year, think through your next year. And maybe choose one of the more straightforward travel goals for a vacation. And finally, choose one of your more complicated or nebulous ones as a focus for the year. Just one. You can really afford to be patient here because you can accomplish a lot over a long time horizon. If you're listening to this at, say, age 40, you've probably got at least another 35 years for active dream pursuit if you'd like. One dream a year will get you through a lot. But by aiming for one, you can focus and not get discouraged. 
And even if you're not done with that goal by the time January rolls around again, which you won't be for the longer ones, that's fine. You'll have built up enough momentum that you can keep going while starting something else. So, for instance, let's say that this is the year of the epic historical novel. You aim to write 500 words four days per week. And so you'll have about 100,000 words by the end of the year. This is actually a fairly long book. And maybe you're done, or maybe you've got another 50,000 words to go. But by this point, you'll be enough into the story that you can start the project of learning to paint portraits with oil pastels, with the goal of doing an exhibition at the end of that year. And so you spend the first four months of the year in intense study with a class on Wednesday nights and Saturdays. And then you spend the next eight months producing work as you get feedback from the master painter you've enlisted to guide you. You see how this goes. Of course, you should leave room for serendipity, too. I faithfully plan out annual vacations with my family's list of 100 dreams in mind. That's how we wound up at Yosemite last summer and Yellowstone the summer before that. But I'm open to other things. And as part of that, I publish my evolving list of 100 dreams from time to time. I put it up on my website. And then something fascinating happens. People read it and decide to help me. This summer, for instance, I'll be giving a speech somewhere that was on my bucket list, precisely because someone read my list and sent an invitation. You really just never know what will happen. So tell friends, family, colleagues, and social media followers about your desires. That just might help you make more progress than you thought possible. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.